You Thank you very that, much. You do have that split system. Heckle's a black one. I know, yeah. that's bloody disguising. Um, a little bit racist. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big black. He likes yeah. his big black one. Yeah, at least yeah. I was um, talking about how the, the sessions in LA and yeah. late 80s and 90s and stuff. And said all the sessions they remember, it was um, either something went wrong or they had really good food. <laughs> so, talking about maybe like um, I don't know one of the downtown Hollywood studios. It's like yeah, that was really good because there's this taco joint down the corner. All <laughs> <laughs> the sessions there, we really like going there because yeah. Go, go Songs were shit. Songs were shit, but the food was great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's totally it, I you know. It's like I think the worst situation to be there would be like doing like vocals, you know, like hard out vocal day, and you've just gone to like. You know, like a um, like a big Chinese restaurant or something, and you're like, you come back ready to do vocals, and you're MSG'd out, and hey. there's no moisture left in your body. <laughs> That'd be terrible. MSG hangover. Yeah, yeah, totally, man. It's a thing. Yeah. And on that note, welcome to the podcast, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Welcome yeah. to the MSG-related podcast. Uh, today's topic. Uh, the Preservatives uh, 1765. <laughs> Preservatives and how it affects your vocals. <laughs> <clears throat> now, uh, welcome to the podcast, and we've got Jack Hudson here. Thank hey. you for being here, Jack. Yay. I'll, having us. I'll insert applause later. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> oh. That was his phone breaking uh, on the ground. You need to do that um, XLR cable around your neck. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen, man. It's going to happen. <laughs> Hey, um, Jack's with us here. We've just done a video uh, run through of your guitar rig. Yeah. Yes, which is very cool. <coughs> which you should everyone should check out. Which is on YouTube. Yes, and um, link below. Probably one of the. Is it kind of get obviously obviously getting busier and busier? But you build boards for other people, like clients, and yeah, it's um, it's actually a lot busier and has always been a lot busier than I ever thought it would be ever. Yeah, right. So I sort of like. Probably, are we 2018? So, in 2012, I, I I was touring, I was playing more gigs, and I just, you know, I'd, I'd gone from a, a pretty simple board to I knew that I wanted to get into something more serious, mm-hmm. and <coughs> like the timeline had just come out, and I wanted to, you know, jump through the presets and all of that. And um, I wanted to get a board either put together or I wanted to learn how to put a board together myself and to do it properly and to be able to rely on it you know like to tour it and just go mm, yes mm. it's going to work because yeah. you always look like an idiot when you you know like you get on stage and you've got this you know essential like keyboard sized pedal board <laughs> and uh and it doesn't work <laughs> or, or like you'll, you'll be playing like these ambient delay patches for the whole gig and there's like one spot where you've got to play like a hook line or a solo and your boost doesn't work you know like you just feel like a chump and um, that sounds like that a one, lot of my gigs. <laughs> that one dodgy patch lead that just yeah, yeah that, like that DC cable, or you know, oh, I was just gonna daisy chain three drives, and you know, the daisy chain broke, and whatever it was. But it's like, you know, you get to a point where you can't really afford to that for that to happen, or you just need to ditch all of it and go. Yeah. Oh, I'll take the hot rod, please, and plug straight into that. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with the hot rod, but you know, like if you're trying to get further along yeah. the, the line you know 
And uh, so I, I bought a whole lot of stuff in the intention that I was probably going to wreck at least half of it trying to yeah. to do it. And, you know, eventually it, it all worked out and I managed to put together like a, I guess, a relatively portable snappy board. It was like a Pedal Train 3 at the time. and. Okay. That had, you know, like the three Strymon pedals on it and, and like a Musicom Lab switcher, a couple of different drives and things like that. But it was, you know, most of the Sonic food group and yeah. it was it was good. I, I toured it and it was great and then I just kept evolving it for myself and then eventually guys that I was playing with or guys that had seen my band play or whatever were like, can you build me a board? So I was. And that, that might have only been, you know, like one or two a month. You know, and that yeah, was probably so in, still fair few. It's still enough, yeah. Still a few, yeah. And then um, one day I was just like, man, I should try and start a business doing this. Yeah. And my initial thought was, well, I'll just take it off the kitchen bench for a start, and uh, you know, actually maybe just kit up, tool up, you know, for what I need, and I guess I'll have that set up, and then once people uh, need something, they'll come and see me. Um, but it pretty much, like, I, I let a bunch of friends know that we're all musos, and they all, you know, supported the heck out of me, basically. And everyone came and got a pedalboard wide, and before I knew it, I'd been doing it for three months, and I probably had, like, a portfolio just from that three months of, you know, maybe 15 to 20 boards. Yeah. And, you know, some of those were, like, little, tiny little things, but guys wanted it to work really efficiently. Sure. So they'd, they'd come and see me and they'd be like, you know, can you make me something as small as possible that will have this work? Yeah, and yeah especially for... <coughs> um, I know I'm not the only one that has had this idea of having a tiny board for fly dates or yeah. like um, walking things or jumping in a van to go to a festival for a 45-minute set up the road or whatever. Totally. And I think yeah. what what some guys want is just that that reliability... And where they might only be using like a, a smaller amount of like a bigger technology, you know, like they might just be putting some wet effects in the effects loop of like a little lunchbox head that they have or whatever. But just to have it patched to the side of a board with some locking jacks and to have a loom, yep. it just makes their life so much easier because they don't have to go, oh, and I think I patch into the delay and out of the reverb. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then my preamp's technically there. And you know all of that. So once once it's just labeled send return output, you know like it's easy. Well, you can color coded half of it. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah color coded, <laughs> and, and you know what you're doing. Mm. Like yeah. green into green. <laughs> yeah, it's yellow amazing. You know, but it, it's cool because now we're we're in a stage where so many people have embraced not only guitar pedal technology, but you know like digital uh, looping and. Yeah and stuff like that like I've got a few rigs getting around well Australia actually where you know some guys are using a laptop with Ableton hosting Mobius the looping software on there and we're using like RJM GT controllers um, as a like a master MIDI controller um, and then that might be controlling like an effects gizmo with you know some analog and digital guitar effects in there Um, and then it's also controlling the actual looping software Okay, yeah. Cool. And, you know, they're using, like, an audio interface, and then they've taken looping to the next level where they've got, you know, five or six really clean, discrete outputs of their loops, um, and it allows them to do it on a more professional kind of level. Wow. Yeah, nice. Which is cool, yeah. Shush. I thought I was bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's... Look, it's it's only... 
it's only bad when you sort of go, oh, I did pay that for that, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so is there kind of um, things you learn along the way that people do all the time that they might not be educated on? Like, yeah. I don't say ignorant of, but just maybe not educated on the, like common mistakes that come up all the time. Absolutely. I think... Um, a lot of people, like, because there are so many great pedalboard builders around the world, you know, like, it's, it's a very, very small industry. We could we could all probably have, like, a, a international union meeting at, like, a 7-Eleven and all fit in there. <laughs> but um, but there, there are so many... And there is, a, there is a union, too. There, there is, there is you know? <laughs> Ouch, that was my thumb again on the soldering iron. That's, that, that's the union. But, yeah, I think a lot of people see these concepts... And they, they might just see somebody have a gig, you know, like yeah. they'll have a great gig and you'd be like, oh man, that, that the, the way that they use some modulation came across so well um, and, and all of this, it, it just all works so well, yeah. but it might not apply to them at all. Like they, they might be like, man, I play like 1950s blues, but oh, then yeah, they'll, they'll sort of kit themselves up to get all of these pedals and then there'll be a bunch of possible double ups. Like, you, you you can have six overdrive pedals on a board if you want, and, and you could have six different sounds, and that's how you get your gain. But you could also probably do that with, like, two or yeah. three and, and learn about stacking, stacking and yeah. um, choosing wisely and just even even your volume pot, you know, like pre-gain off your volume pot mm. or a volume pedal. So I see a lot of that, and guys might come in with, like, this, you know, possible mothership. <laughs> Credit to Chris Palmer. Um, <laughs> board. <laughs> well, I never credit him, and I always forget to tag him in posts where there's possibly his gear in it. So that makes up for all of it. But yeah, and then eventually, you know, you, you'll start working with these guys, and they'll realize that they've bought, you know, like too much gear, and you know, Full half attention. the time they'll sort of like possibly refund their board themselves by selling the sure, excess yeah. off. So it's just about making wise choices and yeah. really learning what your equipment's capable of doing and then going, right, That that's definitely the, the thing for me. Yeah, cool. Especially when assembling a board. And when you get somebody to assemble a board, um, you know, it, I do like to make pedal boards look neat. I guess that is my thing. Oh, yeah. Um, but the whole reason behind that really is to make it reliable. I mean, when you've got a great guitar and a great amp, and it sounds fantastic like that, anything else that goes in between it has to match that or make it sound better. Yeah. Otherwise, you you know, you're just wasting your time. Yeah. So when you see, you know, you've got like power cables and data cables and audio cables separated and they're all maybe they're flat laid or stacked in a certain way, really it's just about making it serviceable so you know where everything's going yeah. um, and reliable. You know, yeah. like if, if something can't move around and dangle around and possibly get shut in the lid, that's a little bit more reliable and it's a mm. bit closer to almost, you know, having just like a keyboard that you're putting in between your signal chain. Mm. Yeah. Because yeah. there are, if you haven't seen any of Jack's pedal boards, they are the neatest pedal boards ever. <laughs> just <laughs> devouring all this. It's just, it's just beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Uh, I tried really hard my last, the last pedal board I've yeah. I, th- I went, no, nah, I'm going to be neat. And nah. <laughs> it's all like shit everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I'm, I'm useless at that sort of stuff. It takes, it does take time. And I'm, I'm very lucky because uh, I work with uh, Chris Hine of CNC Cases and he also owns Pedal Boards by Caseman uh, based out of Melbourne in Australia. And I've probably known Chris for four or five years now. And um, he, he's just this master case builder. Everything he builds, it just, you, you couldn't build it better. He's just thought about it, everything. If it's square, it's going to be square. If it's half a millimetre, it's, it's going to be that, you know, don't doubt it. And uh, you, between the two of us, we designed uh, the gentleman boards that, you know, people might have seen around the internet or even out in the wild. And um, essentially that is a board that I designed with Chris to basically be like the specifications of something that is just optimal for me to build on. So okay. whether it's <coughs> small, whether it's extra large, it's... Um, How many sizes are there? Cause there's four. Like- yeah, a few standard sizes. Though. Yep. So there's four standard sizes, um, and you do have the ability. There's two depths, um, sure. and you do have the ability to order custom lengths up okay. to twelve hundred mil. Okay. Know. Okay. <laughs> um, we yet to do a twelve hundred, but I'm sure someone oh, yeah. will. Good boys, King. Glenn Hanna currently holds the record. Does He's he? got a nine. 900 something yeah. mil thing nice full of the greatest boutique goodness and because he's playing through it you know it sounds really good he's a bit good isn't he <laughs> yeah he's a bit good <laughs> just a little bit <laughs> that um yeah so so with chris you know i got to design these boards and they're, they're the right height in yeah, accordance okay. to the so size what are the kind of um if yeah if you're building a board from a designing a board from scratch yeah the actual physical board so what are the th- um parameters you look at yeah well height that's one (laughs) yeah so i guess height is one um and height in accordance to the length and the width of the board so there's there's two depths which is 320 mils and 460 mils and realistically all that is is either two pedal rows deep or essentially three pedal rows deep if you were to stand things up you know in their proper orientation um, and, you know, that allows to have, you know, MIDI cables and things like that in the back of yeah. pedals. Yeah. You know, yeah. you've got yeah. connector space. Um, so the the um, the sort of shorter depth boards, uh, you know, they're a little bit um, shorter in actual height, height. towards yeah, the yeah. back because you'd only ever be trying to run, <laughs> you know, like a, maybe a Strymon Zoomer or a Voodoo Lab 4x4 yeah. or something like that under there, and that would power everything that was yeah. on there, no yeah. worries. Um, yeah. Yeah, just basically the practicality of fitting power supplies underneath. Yeah, pretty much. Sure. That's that's for the smaller ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for the larger boards, they they could be shorter than they are, but I actually like them. I think they're about a hundred mil at the back, and for I don't know, probably a hundred and fifty mil, you you retain that a hundred mil height okay. as the as the gradient goes down. But for that, you can afford to put some extra pedals. Under there, Underneath, yeah. if you don't need to get to them, or even just big utilities. Okay. Um, you know, some people might have like a RJM Why Not AB switch, or okay. a, um, you know, like a, a loop expander or something like yeah. that. Mm. Or you might you might have a few different power supplies because you know once you get to an eight hundred or a twelve hundred board, you, you need can them. have like five whammies if you want. Yeah. 
And <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Idea. Yeah. <laughs> you could have all the whammies. Like, yeah. One, two, three. Did you, did you see that? I don't know who that was. There was a, yeah. there's a video look, look and they had, done, they had like, no, 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 but they had like, I don't know, 20 whammy pedals. Yeah, yeah. And then like went, one went an octave, octave up, next oh, yeah. one went an octave down and they just did it and it just was this mess at the end, but it was fun. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's kind of the idea. And then... <laughs> It would be so fun. It was great. Um, I don't know who did, it was. I think it was one of the. Wasn't pedals on effects, was it? No, no, no. It was one of the. Do. One of the. Um, oh yeah, it was one of the guitar stores in in England. Uh, yeah. Gak. Okay. One of the dudes that are guitar nerds. Yeah. And that it the um, that it the thing and it had, I don't know how many they had. Yeah. But it was one was like an octave up, octave down to get back to the normal notes. Yeah. Two octaves up, two octaves down, and all that stuff. That's it was amazing. great. And it was just this mess at the end, but it was great. Yeah, but these are the possibilities. And yes. then yeah. on a board that's that big, obviously you're possibly going to have some more serious interfacing than just like an in and an out and some yeah. power. Yeah. So we've got um, five Neutrik D-series sized holes available in a mounting plate that's recessed on either side okay, yeah. on the larger board. So you can have 10, you know, 10 points of I.O. Wow, okay. And I mean, some guys even push that further, and you can. Um, whereas the smaller boards have got three either side. But that's usually heaps. That's yeah. more than you need usually, yeah. For a smaller board. Um, and, I, I, you know, I think another thing for people is that if you spend... And even if you spend $1,500 or $15,000 on some pedals, you kind of want it to look nice as well. Absolutely. So we use um, some different Australian timbers on the sides and they're finished up nicely and you can get them in a few different grades and shades and stuff like that. Mm. And um, it's just a nice way to finish it off and they're they're structural. (coughs) So, I mean, it's essentially a folded aluminium board um, with With some end capping and, yeah, it, it works really well for what I do. So did you start working together with him because you ordered so many pedal boards off him and eventually that you just guys just started talking well no i actually ordered an amp case off him okay um and he'd already designed the jet setter which is another fantastic pedal board uh it's great for guys who are touring who possibly want to set something up themselves yeah um i mean you, you can set a gentleman up yourself as well but these are particularly great because it's a like a um an aluminium piece of metal that sits on a fold that's permanently mounted in the bottom of a case in a road case oh, okay yeah. so it's yeah. quite an affordable way to get into a board with a proper proper road flight case, case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and you just take the lid off you know yeah. lift the lid and play yeah on a truck or on a plane yeah that's it so you, your stuff's protected so he he had those already um yeah. and they were sort of in a, a, slight, a few different sizes and things like that yeah. um and he was saying you know would you be interested um in getting one of those and i'd sort of just put a board together so okay. I ended up getting him to build me a case for that board, okay. um, which was like a Pedal Train 3 that I'd toured with for ages. And then we started talking, and um, we ended up modifying the jet set of sizes. Okay. And then designed the gentleman just from that. From that. And then that that's basically become my thing. Cool. That's awesome. Um, I, I'll, I'll totally build on, you know, anything else that people want me to, but that's sort of where I go if I'm yeah. designing something. <coughs> from scratch. Yeah, and it just allows you to have like a you know a power supply sitting where you want it. Yeah, it can sure. be fastened on exactly where you want it. You've got space to have all the <coughs> corners, and you can cable stuff nice. There's a lot of surface mounting area, so pedals can be firmly mounted on with 3M dual lock and. Which is with with pedal trains that always annoys me when you have certain pedals, you have that gap and you can't put it there because you've got to move it up. Or yeah, to find, yeah, like mini, mini pedals half on. Half 
So well, just odd, odd size pedals and, and yeah. Because yeah. I, I use a, right now I use a pedal train three. Yep. And that's one of the things that annoys me sometimes because I've got the, um, I think it's an odd size. Yeah. Actually, odd depth. It is. The pedal train three. Because um, I used a ES8. Mm-hmm. And when you put when you have a switcher on it and you need to leave the space for the yep. the cables in the back, then you almost sort of off the next rail. Yeah. Like it's in an odd space where the rail is. So Absolutely. I've been annoyed by that many a times. That's kind of how the, 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 the 460 idea. depth came about. Yeah. It was because it's three even rows. Yeah. Which you can you can fit heaps more on. Like you say you've actually planned for gaps for um connectors and Yeah make it you know just make it work i mean if yeah. you're going to buy something hopefully it works right and you you, know, you just keep it so yeah. you've done stuff like uh was it boss australia did a demo board for them yeah so i was uh i was lucky enough to get contacted by matt walsham at boss and mm. he, he looks after like the guitar products for australia um for when they when they released the ms3 and the 500 series or the rest of the 500 series the mm. md and the rv Mm. Um, and yeah, I was I was uh, lucky enough to put together what did I do, four demo boards for those guys. So oh, cool. two of the MS3 and uh, two of the the 500 series, and uh, they they were pretty cool because they were designed not only to maybe go to trade shows and things like that, but um, to actually go around to the dealers, uh, particularly okay. well both both of them, but the MS3 where they just had the unit and it was it was powered up and there was an expression pedal and uh, an extra foot switch <coughs> and a tuner uh, and then the rest of it was open and guys could put their favourite drive pedals or sure. compressors yeah that was the elite behind it wasn't it that you have the kind of multi-effects thing and then you have a couple of loops where you can put your yeah. own favourite drives in it yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. we just kind of packaged that up in like a nice small package and um, yeah it, it went around Australia and people got a chance to try it and it was lovely to have some work kind of circulate like that just so people could see what I do and then again with the the RV 500 and the MD 500 we did did boards up they were they were completely full yeah had some some boss overdrive pedals distortions um and it was awesome you know so it was very flattering actually to to get to work with a company like that that's been like literally the staple in guitar effects for ever since there have been guitar effects you know since anybody thought about (laughs) buying a flanger you would probably get yeah Yeah. so turnips were as good as fruit (laughs) amazing so like you're saying like oftentimes people um say might overdo it with their selection and because you've (coughs) done a bunch of boards for people like boss and um brick human yeah yeah that was actually that was i was super lucky yet again that was through Chris and Chris working with Brett and Chris working with me mm. that that teed up and that was actually almost how I launched JH Productions. Chris basically said that he's, we're going to do a gentleman board, like one of the first ones for Brett and that Brett had worked with some other companies to get some effects, including the ES8. So that was the launch yeah. of the ES8. Yeah. Oh, nice. That yeah. was quite cool. Uh, actually, I was sitting there, I was like a kid in a candy store. I had the first ES8 in the country well, that was, you know, to go out outside yeah. of Boss and the first Cali 76 compact 
Oh, because um, I think that's I saw you at the uh, trade show in Melbourne. Yeah, uh, that and that, yeah, and you were showing me. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you were talking about that. And it was and it was awesome. And there was some new uh, GFI system specular pedals. I think they've actually superseded oh, yeah. them again. Oh yeah, that's right. The that reverb and yeah, yeah that's right. I re- yeah, yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, it yeah. was like this shiny board of all new things. It was like it was a new board. Yeah. Free the tone patch cables had just come out, and we we, we wired it up with that because yeah. they they got behind Brett, and we sure. did that. Yeah, it was it was very very cool actually to do nice. that. Yeah, but yeah, you were saying. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. yeah right. So with like that kind of idea and the things like you've done with like Brett. Yeah. And like um, like stuff with laptops and switching yeah. and all sorts of things. Are there just coming from a guitar player point of view? Are there some really awesome rigs that you would love that you'd never use yourself? Oh, absolutely. You know, they, yeah. Absolutely. Does that come across? So, yeah. Like, like, this is awesome, but I'd never use it myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a dude called Teoski. He's like a... Yeah, like Probably a sort of singer-songwriter, Australian kind of vibe. Um, and yeah, he's he's got this great pedal board it's that big, I did for him. It's got to be close to a meter. Yeah, it is. Um, but it's it's sort of perfect for what he does. Yeah. And it's it's totally like this evolution of... You know, him sort of having that bluesy kind of singer-songwriter vibe and it's got it's got like two stomp boxes on it and one's one's like a kick and one's sort of like a snare. And then he, he had a Boss RC300, um, but he'd, he'd almost superseded that or he just, he had these great ideas and wasn't exactly sure how to achieve them and he wanted to be able to loop independently. Okay. And control things like the the attenuation level of loops individually on the fly. Okay. All right. And then he wanted those loops to go to their correct individual sources. So. Okay. Different ins and outs. Yeah. Gee, different wow, this ins is getting and outs. Yeah. So we used <coughs> two Pigtronics Infinity Loopers and a Morningstar MC6. Okay. Um, and we actually synced like time synced the two um, infinity loopers and okay. ran them in the dual mono mode. Okay. So you essentially have two discrete looping chains okay. per looper. So we got okay. four channels. Yeah. And then we split H9 in half. So he basically had an acoustic loop, uh, an electric loop, okay. uh, a bass loop, and then it was sort of like the other loop, which was sometimes it was a banjo, okay. sometimes it was some other interesting kind of instruments. Um, so he had uh, the a lap slide or something too. Yeah, he's got a lap slide, but that. So does, does he do kind of thing where he plays like a bass, loops it, puts it down, grabs the guitar? Is that the, no, I, I don't well, know the guy. So. What he's actually nice. doing <laughs> is um, so it's all off one acoustic guitar, and he's okay. got like a, an acoustic oh, pickup, okay. um, a magnetic pickup. So that's the magnetic is the electric. So, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, and then the bass splits out of an OC3, like a Boss OC3. Okay. So that actually comes from the magnetic pickup, though. Okay. But it's got its own discrete line and then goes to Into a bass amp. Oh, okay, okay, get it. Okay, I get it now. Yeah. But the thing <coughs> is, is that post-loop, he's got four Dunlop mini volume pedals that attenuate okay. the level. For of, each? For each loop. Oh, so okay, wow, that's cool. That's complex silent looping <laughs> and then you can bring whatever you want in whenever you want that's cool at what level at, what at level. whatever level you want that's and very it sounds cool. correct you know so an electric guitar sounds like an electric guitar coming through an electric guitar amp 
Yeah, yeah and, um, the, and bass sounds like a bass guy. Yeah, okay, oh, that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah so he, he went to town, though, because, you know, he's got, like, LR bags, DIs for the acoustic to go to the PA and for the banjo, and then he wanted wet effects on the banjo line okay. and the electric line, so we've got, uh, like, a, a H9 just running dual mono Yeah. so that he can, you know, control that with One the MC6. Okay, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, that's cool. That's yeah. wild. So I'd love to have that rig just because it would be great fun. Yeah. You know, and the guys at Morningstar even helped us and like custom coded some software so that the switcher would work, you know, in perfect time with the loopers. Well, that's cool. They're yeah, legends. Nice. That'd, that'd be interesting to see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, he did that um stage at a festival down the road here. Oh, cool. The day it uh it hailed. Oh wow. Yeah, he played after the hail. Good. Or the pre Big Pineapple thing. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, him and that's um cool. DJ. Oh, sweet. Yeah, it's two of them. That's awesome. Uh, DJ's, for, for those who aren't in the room and don't know us, <laughs> DJ's the drummer who played with Tay. And he had this sort of little small kit and um, like an electronic drum pad and also yep. a little MIDI keyboard. So he's oh. like playing synth lines, playing drums with the other, his other hand. Okay. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Man, that guy always amazes me every time I see him play. And it sounded huge, the tool. Yeah. yeah cool. That's great. I don't know any of these people. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to go and see them. Yeah, have to get out more now. Like, yeah, well, I've got kids. I don't go out. You have to not, not gig so much. <laughs> not gig all the time. That's, I never get to see anyone play ever because I always gig. Yeah, it's tough, eh? Yeah, it's a hard life. I was trying to think yeah, of like other rigs that I like. Oh, it's rubbish playing music. <laughs> yeah. Other rigs that I'd love to have that I've built. There's there are a couple. Or even just have for a week to Yeah, do. I've got a friend, Lyndon Garski, down in Byron Bay and I did like this super desirable set of pedals on a board for him. He's he's got a beautiful collection of gear and he's got like two Bruno amplifiers yeah. um that I had to check the board through and he's got, you know, like an original silver clon, um, a Roger Mayer RM fifty eight limiter. That's okay. like, that's yeah, like yeah. the Cali 76 daddy. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it's pretty pretty serious. has like an original run voodoo vibe. Um, two of these really cool custom shop um, J-Rocket pedals. They're like okay. copper. Um, and they've got this really cool custom shop badge on them. Okay. Um, and there's some, like a, one's a boost and one's a drive. Okay. But they're super rare. Wow. Um had like an original run full tone super trim, which was you know nice. they're, they're a fun pedal. Yeah. yeah. Um, a couple of different RMC limited wires and things like that. Nice. So that that was a pretty nice rig. That that sounded good together. I bet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or, or it's like some original way huge. Uh, oh wow. Bits and pieces too, stuff. like Aquapus. Um, cool. Yeah. So there's there's been so much good gear though. It's kind of hard to. Mm. Been the last few years have been nuts with the amount of good stuff that's been coming out of this. Isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> you're probably a bit more um, exposed to it than we're starting to um, get to play some really cool stuff through this yeah. podcast and, and YouTube channel. But uh, so every now and then, it sort of feels like because we play so much gear and get to try stuff out, almost takes something really special to blow my skirt up. Oh yeah, in a metaphorical sense. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> really? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, it's either got to be really Kilt? amazing or just really quirky. Yeah. Totally. Um, I mean, so, 
it's so, you do get a bit it's, it's a little bit, bit, uh, it's a bit privileged to think to say yeah no yeah, I mean, but, it's one of those first yeah. world problems yeah, totally. <laughs> well it is but it's like like that pedal board that I have together at the moment is realistically just a collection of all of my favourite things yeah um, yeah so I do there's like the, the thing that has blown my skirt up at the moment is the Comet Coder um, it is this drive pedal. It's not just mm-hmm. an overdrive. It's not just a clean boost. It it could be a, like a balls out distortion. Okay. It's ridiculous. I have one on the way. Okay. Um, okay. And I it kind we got to check that out. Man, <laughs> it, it sort of emulates um, what happens in the power stage of the okay. Comet amps. Right. Um, which is pretty special. So Comet is in the same Comet company yes. that does. Oh, okay. Okay. So same same as the Comet amp. company. Long similar lines. Have you tried the J Rocket Tim Pierce? I have, and it rocks. I need to get one. I'm a bit of a Tim Pierce fan. Anything with Tim Pierce's name on it. <laughs> I mean, you play guitar and you've got a studio. He's also a guitar player well, with a studio. I mean, oh, you're such a copycat, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And you've got rack effects. He's probably got rack effects. He, he owns rack rounds. <laughs> so he, he has I shoes. Can... You have shoes. <laughs> I stole the idea. Glasses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I stole the idea of how he records his guitar cam. Oh. Because he, he has his heads like in his yeah. studio setup. And he runs the speaker cable through the floor into his um, carport where there's an oh. ISO cab like, size of. Like a big ISO cab. Yeah, yeah. like a small hatchback so, car. And um, I do the same thing. I run a speaker cable through the room into that space underneath the stairs. Oh. The gimp room, as we always call it. It's always mic'd up. And so this way, you're always hearing what you're recording. Yeah. You don't have it an amp next to you, and it's just, just fun and awesome but yeah it's always like does that sound the same as what i'm hearing yeah absolutely that's what i've got to master when i get this ambi cab um, yeah, because it sounds incredible in person it's just like you start hearing your effects and you're like this is exactly how things should sound um and especially things with preamps like i've got like my memory mans have preamps and they sound great but sometimes, you know, if you get like a couple of drive pedals pushing down the line, a, it yeah. does kind of build the preamp. But then if you take that off and you go back clean, yeah. you know, so you can't always have the happy balance. But with this, you can. So just mention it again, because you mentioned it quickly in the video, but that the cab, you, so it's got a preamp built into it. Well, no, it's got a power amp. Well, power amp, not preamp, yeah, sorry, yeah. power amp. So it's, it's essentially the bottom half is a 212 cab, like any other passive yep. 212 guitar cab loaded with whatever speakers you'd like. Yep. And then in the top of it, it's got two neodymium 10-inch speakers in it. I think they're Celestians. That I think Comet have worked on what yeah, they like yeah. in so there. It's a Comet <coughs> yeah, it's a Comet cab. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they've designed it to work with their amps. And it's got a power amp section, a digital power amp in the back of it, um, that is receiving a split of the, the cab input. Yeah. So yeah. you're essentially sending your, your drive signal, basically, to your wet effects chain. Yeah. But your wet effects chain is separate, yeah. uh, and you have the ability to run those tens in either stereo or mono, yeah. so that it is essentially a wet dry wet in cab one. in one. Yeah. Mm. And what's amazing about that is that obviously, being a cabinet, all of the speakers are perfectly in phase all oh, yeah, of the of course. time. Of course. Um, and the way they've designed it, and the the sort of complement between the tens and the twelves, and the voicing of the tens yeah. against any sort of generic twelve means that you're, you're doing this wet-dry-wet thing that once had to be in a rack. 
you know, you, you yeah. had to get the tape measure out and it had to be right here. And, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. if it wasn't spread out far enough, you wouldn't get any stereo field. No. Yeah. But this, this just sort of trumps it all. Wow. That's, yeah. I'd be very interested to hear that. <laughs> you, you, you could take it to a club gig. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like really it's no bigger than like a, like a 410 basement or realistically yeah, like the footprint pretty yeah. much is the same. Well, no, no, I'd be very interested to hear that. That sounds yeah. very interesting. So you still have to mic it with three mics? Well, if you're doing stereo, yes. Yeah, sure. If you're doing mono, two would be fine. Yep. Um, I mean, realistically, in super small situations where you still want to get, you know, obviously like the wet effects into the PA, you could probably just Y-split two mics that are in phase. Yeah, sure. You know, it's not, it's not the finest idea, but you could. Mm. Um, and then obviously anywhere from there, you can two yeah, cool. separate mics. And the reality of setting up a PA in a band and backline... One extra mic cable and one extra mic. It's not. It's yeah. Okay. Not the big of yeah. Yeah. Nah, it's not the end of the world. It's not going to stop you drinking the rider. Nah. But realistically, PAs were only invented so that the rest of the band could be as loud as your guitar. So. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's uh, that's the way. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> straight. We all know that. But why yeah. Do, why do I always get the? Can you please turn it down? <laughs> from the same. Hey, new friends, why? man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. It's amazing, yeah, some of the stuff that's coming out. Um, but that the way that the coda pedal integrates particularly with with the common amps. With the amp, yeah, yeah. It's Fine. it's essentially like it's allowing you to access the amp in its further state while the amp is, you know, obviously cleaner and maybe yeah. quieter. Um, well, that's cool. Um, I'm, I'm, we need to do a part two when you've yeah. got all that stuff and, and it's it's on a boat yeah. at the moment. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to um Mic it up with um, yeah. stereo. Absolutely. To a proper lay. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Interesting. Nice, man. Uh, I think, cool. Yeah, I think that's the only new thing that's really freaked me out. Yeah. But yeah. I've been really getting more and more into stuff that makes a guitar sound like it's not a guitar. Yeah. That's just my thing. Like, <laughs> we got this uh, uh, synth, guitar synth, yeah. from these guys in Italy. And um, I just love that thing. I love cool. it. Cool. What it's is it? It's called the Absinthe. The Absinthe. Okay. We did a we did a video of it not I'll long have to ago. Check it and, out. Um, I just love it. it. Just it just I love that sort of stuff now. Yeah. I'm getting more and more into. I don't want to sound like a guitar. I want it to sound like everything else but a guitar. Yeah. But you can make it. It it, it can do. Um, it does like tremolo. It does. Yeah. Um, like almost like a vibrato kind of thing. Yeah. It does an uh, like a. Envelope filter. Cool. Uh, it does all this stuff as well, and it sounds really nice. The tremolo sounded great. Yeah, that's, that's cool. not a classic uh, <coughs> Fender tube thing, but it's, it's yeah, because it comes from the synth world, so it's yeah. it's oscillating. You've got oscillators on it. Oscillators. Yeah. Volume um, but yeah, no, I love that sort of stuff. That's sort mm. of what rocks my boat lately more than anything else. You should hang out with Chris Palmer. He's got lots of those. We yeah, well, we we <laughs> would we talk because uh, he's over. Where's he now? In like yeah, Kuala Lumpur now, yeah. I think, but. It was in Seychelles. Is yeah, it was before that. He's doing some tour of playing in restaurants and yeah bars, resorts, resorts and stuff. Let me drink your rider over this part of the world. <laughs> yeah. hmm. What does a Malaysian rider taste like? <laughs> <clears throat> um, but yeah, no, no, we, we've already been talking about when you, we're going to do a follow up with him as well because he's a bit of a um, idiot like me. Yeah, and I mean it in the nicest possible way. Totally. If you're listening, Chris. Hi, Chris. Because uh, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, we, we did a um, a video and podcast with uh, Chris yeah. Palmer. Yeah. And um, yeah, 
we were just talking before about he, he wants to do a, a sideboard, which is like a... a synth- he wants to do a couple of sideboards. Yeah, I was just about to say, it's not one now, it's <laughs> three. It's three now. Three. <coughs> this is a while, yeah. Three like, plus a rack. Oh, really? Yes. He's, he started he's, off calling it the party board. Like the, yeah. Well, he had, the, he had the mothership, then he wanted the party board, and then he wanted the synth the synth board. Like, yeah. Like, that was what he was talking about originally. And, and then there's... That's cool. <laughs> there we did, we did build the micro ship. Um, oh, the micro ship, okay. Yep. So it's like a tug, super, tugboat. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little bit of a tugboat actually. It's, kind of, it's a much much less manly name, but <laughs> much wussier name. <coughs> it's a good. manly tugboat, are manly. Right. Strong. Right. strong, strong and manly, and tattoo, lots of tattoos. I don't know which tugboats you've been on. Right. <laughs> well, they push big ships yeah. around. What's he got? He's got like a, a mini tube screamer. Uh, a, bu- a love pedal bone tender. Ah. Um, so mini pedals. Yeah, there's a SL drive. Yep. An exotic SL drive. Uh, the RC2. So that's like a, a bigger pedal yep. with the, the two sides. Um, and then there's a Dunlop mini expression pedal and a H9. Cool. Um, and oh, he, well, the H9 does about everything. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he basically plays the board and a little parallel box. To, to get some dry through with the H9. So it basically plays the board with the iPad open yeah, right. and then just swaps just around yeah. what the H9's <laughs> doing. That's um, a really nice little co- combo. And it runs pre-post. Right. Cause he, so then... Okay, but now he needs to... Because he, he uses the vocal effects with his, he does a, with his hand yeah, too, doesn't voice he? Line, so he yeah. needs the tooth... He needs... Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's going to turn into the Matrix. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty much. But yeah, so the microchip exists. Um, he's he's always a fun to, to build pedal boards with. Um, he's probably one of the only people I met who's, and I mean again in the nicest way, even dumber than I. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean it in the most loving way, Chris. But yeah. he's, man, I thought I was an idiot, but tish, yeah. yeah. And, and again, I mean it as well, an, in a great way. Idiot. We were talking about your boards at one point, and you were excuse me, deciding whether you, you should go back to your bigger pedal truck. Uh, yeah, pedal and pro, yeah. And then we did have the other idea of like going smaller but having two of them. Two yeah. of them. Because so like, like, <coughs> you're seeing a lot either side of a mic stand. And yeah. You can, yeah. And then if you just want to throw a board together to sit in with a band or... Well, it's it. Have the, have the essentials and the party board. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think I watched a rig rundown with the dude out of, whatever his name is, out of 311. Okay. The, what's the guitar? Whatever the guitarist name is. Yeah. We'll call him Dave. Gavin. Gavin. Gavin out of 311. Dave Gavin. Dave Gavin. Gavin Dave. Whatever it is. It's Gavin Dave. Two first names. They're hyphenated. That's what it is. Anyway. Anyway. Shout out to Gavin Dave. And he's got he's got his main board um, yep. with all the essential stuff on it, which is ridiculously stupidly large mm. with loop switches and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. But then he says, depending on the gig, whether it's a fly date or not, and he has... Um, the ability to bring the second board. He has the second board, which he calls the party board. Yeah. Which he can patch into one of the loops in his loop switcher. Yeah. Um, but he has all these, like, extra stuff on it, you know, yeah. that you don't necessarily need, but it's just fun. And, yeah, I was th- it, that could be something, you know. You'd go, you'd go to a gig, you yeah. go, oh, I can't really be yeah. effed yeah. doing this like gig. if your gig's Let's upstairs. just bring the... Yeah. I'll take the little board. Yeah. I'll just bring the little board and uh, just use the direct in. <laughs> I'm going to out of the, my boss. The, yeah, sans ample, dude. That'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, have the, <coughs> the okay. ability of switching it in. Since you, uh, since you do this, how would you wire up a... Say, say you've got two medium-sized boards. Yep. How would you wire up, say, the essentials board to the um, party board? I would, I, would, I, would, I, I, I Yeah, well, yeah. how would you do it? 
I have insert points. So, obviously, yeah, obviously, like, you know, say your main board's got, like, you know, some drives and a a compressor, maybe a fuzz, um, and, like, a a delay, like a mod spot, you know, maybe that's, like, a a small modulation pedal and you just go, yeah, use a tremolo or whatever. And you got, like, some kind of reverb you know however yep. that comes or you've got you've got a flint and that that does like a trim and a verb yeah so then you've just got to work out insert points in the chain yeah and then make sure it's kind of buffered correctly depending yeah. on how long like your cable run is to come back into it the only thing is is you can only probably afford to have like maybe three insert points at best because yeah. then you just you just patch across those yeah when you're not using the small board. See, I've been thinking about it. The way I would do it on the ES8, you can have oh, a volume yeah. loop, like a volume oh, pedal loop that you can yeah, insert yeah. in between any of the... You can put it anywhere. Yep. Yeah, yep. Between any of the loops. And um, I've been actually thinking about it. I think it's called Audrey. Goodwood yeah, Audrey. Yeah, I make a thing called the Audrey, which Audrey is a... Um, it's basically a send and return, but yeah. if nothing is plugged into it, it just it just yep. runs into Bridges itself. Bridges across. Um, but then you plug something into it. Then yeah. you can that way you could run things in. Yeah, that's cool. I've been thinking about that. Oh, have you? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. That's what that's that's a good thing with the ESA. You can literally put the volume insert loop anywhere wow. you want. Yeah, totally. And you can even have it in different places, different presets. So preset one it can be after loop two. Yeah. But then you go to the next preset and you can move it to the other, the completely different loop. You could go one. That's more a cool thing about the ESA. And have like a like a RJM uh, mini effects gizmo on the yeah. party board oh. with things in loops, and then you could have a MIDI out. Oh, and then and it then switches. You out. Could, oh. Per preset, you could choose where it was sitting. Oh. Mm. Mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> no, more money to be spent. <laughs> That sounds good. Yeah, right, no, all you, you need know. is like a uh, MIDI, yeah, MIDI send thing, and you, yeah, easy. That sounds that sounds like a good idea. Is there a D size MIDI panel connector? Uh no, not really. Not that I've found a good one. They're they're always a smaller size. So what I do, and I actually think this is better, is I just use. Um, well, actually, for the for the first thing, I mean, with with guitar, we're really only ever using three or five pins with MIDI. Because we're not yeah. powering, yeah, anything. So usually, you know, you you can just do an XLR if you want to cross, or TRS. yeah, or TRS, and then as long as oh, you're yeah, yeah, pinning yeah. that out, <coughs> right? Yeah, um, or or if you want all five pins, just use a DMX, like a five pin XLR, mm. which is you know it's it's a sort of a little bit bigger, which is a bit nicer sometimes. Uh, it's mm. a little bit stronger, and if you're playing it like a theater or something, and you don't have your MIDI cable, <laughs> thanks, lighting guys. Okay. I'll take yep, that home. True. Totally. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's, that's a way to do it. And that that's the best thing with like using D-series patch points is that you can normalize some odd connections if you okay. want, you know, because if, you, if you're pinning out and you're breaking out internally in the board to whatever it needs to be, yeah. um, you so know. You know what D-size is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. yep. yeah so, so just like so the that- Neutrik... Yeah, those who don't know, D-Size is like the standard panel mount Nautric XLR connector. Yeah. Sizing. So, like, provided that everything's rated, you know, you can even run, like, low voltage through XLR, you know, like 9 or 12 volts. Yeah, yeah. Um, provided you've got the correct cable. So, yeah. you know, I've done it for a few different people where they've just gone, man, I just need, a like, a way to patch in 
just an extra power cable, like a, a pedal power cable, yeah. you know, to the side of my board that's just going to be really reliable. And you go, cool, let's let's do this. And yeah. mm, cool, that's yeah. cool. Because yeah. could you do that if you wanted to run, say, um, say, say you've got a a reverb pedal on the top of your amp that goes through the effects loop, yep. rather than sending more cables out in a loom to your pedal board? Oh, that's still one cable, isn't it? This you count could, one back. You get one back. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Three X a lot. Yep. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, you can do that. Lots of lots of fun things. Mm. You're thinking about getting a Victoria Reverberato. <laughs> thinking about lots of things. <laughs> no, but, um, I was just um, yeah, and I've actually thought about using other types of connectors and for different types of things. Yeah, yeah. it's super handy. I mean. I've done multi-pin connectors for guys on the side of pedal boards before. Oh, yeah. Where they've just gone, it's always and forever always going to be this, and you just use like a, a 13 or a 37-pin multi-pin connector, mm-hmm. and just like that, they're done. What, what do you have on your board? What kind of connector? Uh, I've got just a power, like a power con for power. Yeah. Um, And then they're just TS and TRS nuts, man. Okay, I see. Yeah, just <coughs> TS and TRS. So I've just got the ability to run an effects loop. Mm-hmm. And to change the channels of an amp using okay. my switcher, okay, and then I'm just using PowerCon as okay. as a way to get power into my board, okay. Because you got you've you've got all um, gig rig, yes, power in yours, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, so I've got that. even the power supply itself, yes, yeah, cool. That thing has lasted forever. Yeah, right. Cool. No offense to the gig rig, it out of all the other power supplies, it could seem like the the flimsiest sort of thing because it's not one big box you know right because you've got a generator and you've got all those other yeah. little isolators and all that stuff yeah, yeah. i can't kill it i honestly <laughs> can't kill it i tried i've had that power supply since 2011 yeah um yeah well. and i have probably built and rebuilt that on boards so many times it's the best yeah um yeah i love that thing and i've got i've got like my whole board's just running off one generator with you know the correct distributors and isolators and adapters and it rocks are there any other power supplies you really love yeah i actually really like voodoo lab stuff yep um just because it's just very straight up Mm. it's exactly (coughs) what you get it's priced well they work well together you know like you can get you know some guys will have like a a pedal power two that they've had forever or a two plus even Mm. handier and then they want to you know they've bought bought some digital pedals so you just get a pedal power digital and add it to it, you know, and instead of buying like a new four or five hundred dollar power supply, they've only had to spend two or three hundred dollars just adding to what they've got. Yeah, yeah. cool. Because they, they have in and outs with like yep. power link. Yeah, yeah just great. with like IEC. Yeah, yeah, cool. That's and great. That's great. Um, the the Strymon stuff's pretty cool. You know, it's for the right situation. It's really good. I was talking to someone yesterday. Yeah. About power supplies, and it's just unfortunate. It's not a sexy purchase. No, it's not. It's not, it's not a glitter wire pedal. <laughs> it's kind of like pedal boards as well. I talk about this with Chris all the time, and like <laughs> people will tell us how nice the gentleman boards look, and I, I think they look pretty good too. But it's just it's not like you know you go and buy like an eight hundred dollar pedal board, you know, with a board and a case, and it's got wheels and handle and all of that. It's not like buying a new delay pedal, is it? No. no. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no matter how you look at it. No. Nah. It's not a new guitar. No. Nah, it's, it's just... Oh, board. Yeah, okay, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what about the guitar? <laughs> yeah. It's just no. not, you know? No. I guess the whole thing of, like, what you do is being um, really helped along by the whole, like, um, Instagrammable 
Yeah. Instagrammableness. That's, that's a word. That's yeah, a of word. course, that's a word. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> especially like, especially like the um, church scene in the states. And, oh and yeah, that's huge. Well, I do like that, but. And it's great, you know, like there, there are people that are doing that. But I swear every time I see one of those boards, it's the same as the other one. Yeah, totally. It's almost like there's 20 pedals, like there's a list of 20 they pedals that you can rotate. have. And then you just, you know, you just gradually end up with all 20 of them. And then you cut down to like five and then you just bring it back up again. The next new cool trendy pedals that have come out, yeah. Yeah. And that's cool though because they all use them and they've got yeah. a great use for it. Yeah. yeah. But um, but yeah, I, I I actually, I'm trying really hard to gear my Instagram search to really odd pedal boards because I just want to see like individual and unique things, yeah, sure. or just LA Sound Design pedal boards because you know Dave Phillips is Ooh, the I master. Oh, dude, yeah, he's like the pedal board yourself. granddaddy. Um, LA Sound Design. Yeah. On Instaface. Uh, actually, no. I don't My know space. if there's much of, of his stuff <laughs> on Instagram. Okay. Uh, he's he does have a lot on Facebook, and there's there's a good amount on his website. But he is uh, he is incredibly, very 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 good at what he does. Oh, cool. Um, and yeah, he he does some interesting ones. You know, he works for so many awesome artists. Yeah. Um, and you know, really has some unique stuff come through. Is that like um one of your inspirations when it comes to um? Absolutely. Um, designing yeah. rigs, yeah. I just his his rigs are very clean. They're very effective. You can tell that they're that way for that reason. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. The other stuff I like about your other thing I like about your stuff is um, like some of the total um h- hardcore heavy duty touring rigs. Yeah. They're kind of just a bit like too industrial. Yeah, when it comes to uh, it's almost back to Instagramness, like the visual Instagramness. Of, that's a new word. Yeah. It's Instagramicity. Instagramicity. Yeah. Uh, like, professional <laughs> one. You kind of like bridge that gap between like solid touring great stuff, but also visually attractive and yeah, kind of cool. Yeah, the thing I find the the fun with your pedal boards yeah. when I look at the pictures. And that's, I always try to, because I am I have OCD issues. Yeah. I have incredible OCD issues. We have issues, f- issues with your OCD. I have a lot of issues, yeah, but anyway. Um, um, no, for me, it needs to be, like, balanced, well-balanced, yeah. and, and, like, even distributed. And I can't for the life of me do it half of the time. <laughs> but all yours seem to be, it's everything, it's just nicely balanced for people with OCD like me. <laughs> I do appreciate that. <laughs> it's one of those things where... Do you think you're a bit OCD? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, you can tell. Oh, I mean, yeah, look, at that, look at how neat the cables are. That's yeah. definitely OCD. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's kind of one of those things where, like, because I, I don't want the Instagramness <coughs> to get the better of something. Instagramicity. Sorry, Instagramicity. <laughs> <laughs> to get the better of something like I, it always needs to be sure. at the end of the day for like you know you, you've got these cables together because mm-hmm. they, they should be grouped together because that loops one to four in that corner of the board um and you know this is like the the master in and out and any yeah. other master routing stuff and that's mm-hmm. that's on its own and it's down here because you know that that's what it's doing but yeah it is it is very nice and visually pleasing to see it so organized like yeah. you could almost drop labels next to like the cable runs to be you know like arrow this way yeah. just one to four yeah. because you know that way you just you know that it's a working thing and it makes sense and it's so easily identifiable to go yes that's why it's like that mm. but then on the top 
I tell you what really stumped me. It was the first time, because I used to always stack the Strymon pedals up this way on okay. my board. Yeah, yeah. And I used to think most people would be getting at their delay pedal first, then the modulation in case they wanted to, like, ramp Leslie yeah, yeah, yeah. sounds and stuff. And then the reverb. The reverb, yeah. Right, so I'd done a few boards, and I'd always stacked them this way. Uh, like the Strymon stuff, and then someone asked me to stack them this way, and I must have spent about 20 minutes going, it's not square, it's not <laughs> right, something is wrong. I'm a witchy uh, one. <laughs> Don't touch my arm. And then, like, when you look at a pedal, and you'll have, like, um, any kind of pedal that's basically got, like, IO right across the back, Except on this side you've got, or on one of the sides you've got like the the TS inputs, yeah. and on the other side you might have like power and any other connectivity yeah. that it has. And you're looking at it and you're like, it doesn't seem right. Is it straight? And you've obviously you've got like connectors that stick out like this on one side and connectors that are like this big on the other, on the other side. side. Yeah. What a head <laughs> fuck. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. I feel the pain. Yeah. That, uh, it's yeah, funny that, that I'm I'm a t- I've got total OCD issues with placement of pedals and stuff like that yeah but when it comes to the cables I think even my OCD gets lazy and it's like ah oh, I can't be bothered <laughs> 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 yeah I've got things to do yeah. I think I've finally got a format and uh, that has become very apparent especially on the like the deeper um, yeah. gentleman boards now because pretty pretty much on that deeper size people are almost always using like a switcher programmer yeah. kind of thing right yeah. that's always going to be front and centre if yeah. not, maybe, maybe it's to the side, whatever. But that's always going to be a, a pretty big part of the front row. And then you might have some, like, treadle, like, expression pedals or a wah yeah. or whatever. They're always going to be pretty much down the front. And then sometimes, depending on the size, you might have space to have, you know, your, your delay or just something yeah. that you really tap at all right the there, time. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, that's cool. Um, but then when I was designing my board and a few others, I was like, yeah, but th- there's heaps of other things that you still want to hit, you know, like self-oscillate switches or just yeah, yeah, yeah. Tap, anything. Tap tempo for tremolos or... Yeah. Yeah. And even it's... even if you're sending tap via like a, a clock or via your switcher, like I, I personally, I don't want everything tapped the same. And no, it's not neither. always yeah. a division either. So yeah. you can't always just mm. say that I'll, I'll send a quarter and it'll, you know, it'll... Especially for delays, like lazy triplets. Like yeah. Blah, 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 blah. I'm actually, I, I don't, I rarely ever tap delays. I like it when it's, I just have it sort of set to one thing. Ah, and sure. I just like, I just, I, I don't know. I, I, a lot of times with me, that's just me personally. If, it, if, if I tap it and it's in tempo, I don't know, just something irritates me about it. Ah. Just when I play. When I hear other people use it like that, it's great. Yeah. And if you want to use it in that sort of, you know, get do the U2 dotted 8 thing and all the stuff, that's a different story. But just as a delay in a background of a solo, something like that. Yeah. Um, if it's in time, it irritates me. Like when I play. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. So I like it. I just have it set to a certain thing and it's just, that's the way it is. Yeah. Well, I, that's, yeah, that's, that's so important. But it's like, so to get to stuff, I've been putting like a riser mm. in front. Oh, oh, sorry, behind the switcher. Yeah. And then that, that gives you, you know, like sometimes like 400 mil yeah. of extra super tappable space. Yeah. And then the rest of the board just has to fall around that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Do you have a riser with those boards? Or do you like um, a, I actually, a lot of the time, do custom timber risers um, or folded aluminium risers depending on what it's for, how big it, how big it needs to be. There's, there's a lot of different ways and, you know, depending on how weight-savvy the board has to be mm. or cost-savvy, you know, that, that's another one. 
Obviously, folded powder coat. It's <coughs> more expensive than spray painted timber. Yep. <laughs> Actually, that's one thing I really like about the pedal train stuff is the pedal train risers. Yeah, they're great because they're hollow underneath too, so you have extra mm. space for cables to run under. And I really yeah. like that. They're really and all it cool. is is makes it instead of being on an angle, it's kind of straight. It just yeah, it raises and it just <laughs> raises the back up. But only one side, you know, the front, yeah. the, the, the back of the pedal where the knobs are is still, work, you know, flat. It just raises where the button is up. Yeah, it's really and handy. I've, I've got about five of them, I think. I yep. think the entire row behind my switcher yep. is up. Yeah, and that's that's pretty much the idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's amazing, you know. Look how much thought we put into these bloody things <laughs> we hit with our feet. God, it's yeah. It's, you could change the world if I wanted to. I've put way too much thought in. And you know exactly money. <laughs> what it's like to kick 15 grand. Yeah. <laughs> to stand on it. Yeah. Let's stand on it on a daily basis. Yeah. <coughs> totally. But yeah, that's just kind um, of paddleboards in a nutshell, eh? What, what is, just, just, just out of curiosity, what's your opinion on solderless versus soldered patch cables? Okay. Tony Ferrelli from Evidence Audio changed the world. Okay. For this. With the solderless yeah, stuff. Yeah, with the solderless stuff. Now, I have nothing wrong with the soldered patch lead. They're great, you know. Um, but connectors are a pain. They're bigger. Um, pancake connectors are fine, and that's, that's all yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I do think it takes a little bit more time to put together a soldered cable than it does a solderless cable. Yeah. Um, you know, like Especially it does. You have to solder. Yeah, well, even, <laughs> even when you're on a roll, though, like, you know, you can you can lay everything, you can label everything, you can strip everything at once, you can tin everything at once, yeah. you know, and then you can get it together. But uh, Evidence Audio, I'm, I'm an Evidence Audio dealer, but I'm only an Evidence Audio dealer because I'm a massive ambassador for it. Okay. Like, and that's, that's the best thing about what I do is that everything that I use on these boards is controlled only by I think this is the best product to put on that board to do that job. Okay. Um, so the SIS solderless screw-in plugs and the monorail cable, um, not only does it sound incredible, like mm. the, the monorail cable is a solid, and it's a large solid copper core, Yeah. and it's just built so well. Um, like there are other cables on the market that are a copy of this system, yeah. Um, and they're they're terrible. Yeah. It's like it, it would be enough to put anybody off solderless forever. Yeah. You know, like I, I've I've had so many jobs where guys have oh, come yeah, across. You, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you couldn't with, get it working at all <laughs> with, with other branded cables. Couldn't get it in the hole. Yeah, and they they can't they can't get it in the hole, or they do, <laughs> and there's massive dead yeah, spots the in the cable yeah. and stuff like that. And immediately you go, well, that never happens if I buy a roll of Kinair cable or Megami cable mm. and solder it. Yeah. If it doesn't work, it's because I can't solder. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that's, or, or, you know, there's, there's, a, there's an issue or something's yeah, yeah, missing yeah. out or whatever. But Tony's system is amazing because he's spent so much time refining um, his, his technology, basically. You know, yeah. his connectors are this big instead of small up because the, the brake angle on the cable is better like that um, and okay. you know in relation to the jack the head of the connector is the right size so it feels like you can you know you can push okay. it in and out um, his his heads are not circular they're hex so you could hold them with a pair of pliers and twist the jack on okay if you wanted but essentially you know you, you strip the cable down to a point it locks into the connector you're twisting 
the connector on to the internal core of the cable that's yeah. cutting a thread. Yeah. So you can pull it like that and yeah. you can really tug it and it's not breaking. Yeah. And the earth's wrapped to the edge and that's how it connects to the connector. So at no point can the earth just fall away. Yeah. Yeah. And then by, you know, folding the cable to a 90 degree angle and putting the cap on it, it's like a double locking system. Yeah. Yeah. And admittedly, like if you if you want to, you know, put your pedal board in a tractor and drive around the countryside, you know, sure, that might come a little bit loose. Yeah. But, but so will everything else. So will everything else. <laughs> yeah, the chips so. in your delay pedal will not be the same. No. Your um, won't be the same. Well, no. <laughs> you know, so it all it all comes down to like a, a practicality thing. Yeah, yeah. But I I think for me they're as strong easily as any soldered cable yeah. and they sound incredible and they're faster which means that it's a, a lesser labor time for people yeah and they're to a point they're like a hundred percent recyclable when you're rebuilding because unlike having to un or desolder you know a connector you and then suck the solder off the end of yeah yeah, yeah 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 go again yeah and um yeah, so I, I do the solderless thing. I, I mean, I solder all of my TRS cables, XLR, whatever, but for, for the generic TS yeah. sort of structure on my board, it's always Evidence Audio. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Because that's always a big issue with people. It's always oh. like, oh, mate, you got to have, you got to have soldered because solderless will enough to work and whatever. Yeah. I've used solderless for... I think it's like anything, that You can years. have good and bad of each. Like, yeah, of course, get cheap, of course. Cheap plastic soldered ones that are moulded and they're just going to on the ass yeah. totally yeah it just depends on sort of like the purpose for it too like um, you see a lot of Maybe like the also how crowded yeah. your board is as well yeah exactly if you really need to fit a lot of stuff onto a tiny board you want the like very small um, footprint heads on your chest. yeah you know like you see a lot of the worship boards that are soldered and they're great the, the boards are beautiful they're clean they're, they're, they're you know they're displayed really well everything's thought out but you know, like if you've got a straight connector coming out of a switcher, you're losing half a roll. Yeah, a lot of, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, you, if you've got like four pedals on your board that need to be next to each other, um, but they are, you know, all of the I.O. is on the sides yeah. and it's right next to each other, you know, if if you're using just like a switchcraft angle, you're losing heaps of space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. see a lot of those church boards and it's... Um, I've seen a lot of, and I think Goodwood Audio do them too. Yeah. And all the cabling is, is on top. Yeah. And you've got all these like highways of cables going everywhere, and it, half yeah. of the size of the board is just a cabling. Yeah, that's it. I mean, the Goodwood guys have kind of got their, like, it's a format, and yeah. it's a format that they've designed because it works for them, um, and it works, or it seems to work for the people in the market that they service. Yeah. yeah. Um, and <laughs> I think, you know, Mike's mentioned it before that, you know, it's 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 a way that they do it and it's a way that for them they can support you know like that's something that they can support yeah, yeah, yeah. something that they can repair if it, if it needs repair or they can change it and it works for them and it's also in a way their their board identity so yeah, i guess a lot of people is, yeah, yeah. would associate my boards or anything that i've done with a gentleman board yeah um yeah. or even even to a point sometimes just evidence audio cabling yeah you know displayed a certain way yeah um whereas yeah if you see like a, a nicely done flat board um with soldered connectors and white heat shrink there's a really good chance that that came from the dudes down in sydney yeah, yeah. yeah. but um who make great stuff they I, I, do. I, I, I use the interfacer which i fancy think box hey awesome thing 
man, it just keeps getting better every edition too. Yeah, it's like yeah, a new I've, thing. I've got one of the I got one of the original ones from the Kickstarter thing they did. Yeah, wow. <clears throat> and I love it. I use it all the time. But mm. now you've got you know all these extra things on it. Yeah, which are awesome. Yeah, they make some really cool stuff. It is some really cool stuff, and I, I love having it on my boards too because it's really good. Like the the interface boxes, not just the interface. Yeah. But any of the custom boxes, any yeah. of the switching, they're made really well. And like that Audrey, I think yeah. it's called Audrey, yeah. the one that 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 um, audition. audition box. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's just cool. And I don't think anyone yeah. else have, has ever made anything like that. No, oh, like I mean, like thing. you can you can custom source this sort of stuff, but yeah, that's what I mean. It's but yeah, they're doing it as a marketable product. Yeah. They're, they're clearly making it, you know, in batches, and it's yeah. affordable. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. and it's good quality. Yeah. Yeah, it's Australian made. Absolutely, I've been using the cables actually too, and they're yeah. really good cables. Yeah, the instrument well, cables are beautiful. Now I've got my um, my my cable making dealer over here. Yeah, I, I, I made uh, made one with um, some TechFlex for him. Yeah, yeah, some hot pink one. Hot pink, fluoro pink. And there's a loom out there that's for me as well. Very nice. This is very nice for the, for <laughs> my studio. I like. Well, that's actually one thing I wanted to ask you. Yes. Uh, whether it's on the podcast or not, how are we going for time? Oh, we're over an hour already. Um, <laughs> You should, you should. I need to. I should yeah, really yeah. be at somewhere else right now, one o'clock. But um, sorry, <laughs> last question. Go. Last question. Okay. All right. My stupidly dumb studio thing that I'm doing. Yeah. Where I have, um, I have these ten rack drawers. Yeah. Uh, full of pedals. Yeah. Each drawer will go to a loop in a loop switcher. Yeah. So I turn like one drawer is all overdrives, one drawer is all delays, one drawer, yep. and it's all good. Now, what's the best way when you have a, a a rack draw because you've done some rack yep. drawers. What's the best way when it comes to cabling? Because one of the problems I have is you, you pull a draw out, things get tangled up always, yep. nonstop. What's one of the best ways to get around all that? Looms. So Lo- like looms. Well, so the the best way to do it, and yep. realistically, probably the only way to do it is uh, to have a box in like the A corner of the drawer probably going to have a power supply in the other corner of the drawer well that'll be that's inside that's the other thing i was going to ask okay or or two boxes right okay and the idea is that on the front side of the box so when you open the drawer the bit you see you've got an interface where you're basically plugging your pedals in locally yeah and then on the back of it You've it's just a through box basically. Oh, but so it you, allows okay, you okay. to have a loom, and then you can you can you know I'd, I'd probably use like a, a decent quality cable, not necessarily like a prepared yeah cable um, that's already covered. So yeah. you might might make like TechFlex looms yeah um, that just attach to that to that okay instead of okay okay. So then it yeah. means that you can you know you can dress the tray nicely and you can cable tie mounts and tie it all in if you want. But if you want to swap something out, you're only swapping out like a you know like a one foot patch lead yeah. instead of cutting the loom part back down. Yeah. Same with power. Usually, and that's the Voodoo Lab stuff's great for that because they make these supplies that are perfect size, you know, for like a rack drawer. Okay. Where you might be, you know, you've got like six or seven overdrive pedals on a rack drawer. Yeah. So you'd just get something that was suitable for that. Because that's yeah, I think I think maybe one day, maybe when we do a part two of this, we'll do it at my place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <sure. clears throat> we'll have a soldering iron party because that's <laughs> again, again, that's talk something. about nerdy. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually 
actually got any soldering on the line. I can't wait. <laughs> Deep in the juju. All right, oh, so uh, let's 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 all uh, talk about our pen protect uh, pocket protectors and. Uh, <laughs> I'd say patches on my elbows. So, uh, what what brand lab coats do you wear? <laughs> uh, they're, they're made by the people that do my thimbles. Oh, <laughs> lovely. <laughs> yeah, but seriously, yeah, the the rack thing is fun and it's really good if you do it right. Yeah. Um, all of my rack tricks uh either, you know, I've found from, like, dudes that have done it for a long time, like Nice Rack Canada. He, he does heaps of that okay. stuff. Um, and and Dave, uh, Dave Phillips from LA Sound Design does so many racks. I've been putting it off and putting it off because it's kind of this thing where I'm going to go, I'm just, I don't even want to start it because I know once I start it, it's going to be a huge pain in the ass. They've got all the pedals in there and I've started now, I've wired them all up basically in there too. The only thing I don't have yet is the cables to go to the to the loop switcher yep. and the power supplies. And oh, it's the other thing. Oh, so you don't want them individually. No, 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 no. So it's it's oh, it's a draw. Like the idea is that so there's ten ten drawers. Oh, cool. Ten right, drawers. Right, right. Um, and it's a it's one of my old um, crocodile loop. Yep. Um, the the one control, which has got ten loops. So the yeah. idea was that each loop turns a draw on. Yep. And one drawer has all overdrive pedals in it. One has all distortion pedals yep. in it. One has all fuzzes in it. One's reverbs, one's delays, modulation. Yeah. Like, it's all these different drawers. And each loop is like, this is the overdrive loop. Yeah. Open a tray up. I want the clon click. Yeah. You know, I want the king of tone click. Yeah. Um, um, but it is actually, you fit a lot more on there than you think. Yeah. Or that I thought. On the, mm. There's like almost 100 pedals in those 10 drawers. Yeah. It's, and some of them are copy. <laughs> so now the pro, the thing that I'm that's why I'm sort of putting it off is the wiring to get it to the thing, and more than anything, the power. That's one thing that worries me a lot. <laughs> You're gonna need a mate with a serious buffer. <laughs> Might need some three phase. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, how to do yeah. it. Yeah. But um, um, oh, I'd love to have a look at that. That'd be yeah, fun. Should, yeah. We should we should have a we should have a nerd, nerdy date at my place one time. We'll do that. Absolutely. Um, and then you can look at all my dumb pedal collections. Oh, you is, have fun pedals. I have a lot. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that's that's the thing. And ultimately, that's what I want. So it's it's these two rack yeah. units next to me with all these drawers. And ultimately, I want it to, for recording. Yeah, yeah. And I have a patch bay where I can patch things in and out of the... You know, I've got my amps yeah. and... I use all the torpedo, two-notes yeah. torpedo stuff. I don't have speakers in my studio because it, it's yeah. just a studio speakers and I think it sounds great I really like the, the torpedo stuff yeah they're awesome stuff. And, um, but yeah I wanted so I can patch in the loop switcher and then you know have any combination of pedals totally. that so that's the idea behind it anyway that'd be lovely and also keep the other thing I want to do is as well keep one loop free as an audition loop and that comes out of the patch bay and then I can patch anything into it yeah or um, you're on the pedal board all <laughs> my yeah, all my Stupidly gigantic pedal board, yeah. That's very cool. So, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that's why I, I, I may need some assistance uh, assistance in in helping me because I. It's funny because I we were talking about it the other day. I've sort of I'm, my studio sort of coming together now, and more and more things. You know, it's all kind of working, but that's yeah. the one thing. I have not touched because <laughs> I'm just worried. Yeah, it's it's this Pandora's box. I'm going to okay. open as soon as I'm going to start doing it. And, it's a big and animal. It, it's it? a huge, and it's. The more I think about it, the bigger it is. <laughs> yeah, it's. Oh totally yeah, so I've, I've done a couple of tra of, tra of draws now. I've kind of plugged all the patch cables in and got yeah. it all 
sorted. That's lovely. But it's just to get it actually working. Yeah. And clean. And clean. And one of the problems I have... I'll bring got, my easy off, bam. Is it, oh, lovely. <laughs> because one, one of the drawers I've got, um, it's got a, a chaos pad in it, and it's got a couple uh, of other things in it. And the thing I always find is they're all wired into the patch bay. Yeah. But I open it up and close it a few times, and then it gets caught on the drawer below it. Yep. That's one yep. of the things I need you to need work it. at how to... The tech flex will save you. Oh, okay. With that yep. as well. Yep. Makes it stiff. Does. That's what she said. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> on that note, well, we've gone here. Yeah. You should probably... Um, I should go and do your family be things. late for my family thing. Sounds cool. good. Well, thank you so much for coming, Jack. Yeah, thanks for having me. And I think we definitely should do it part two of this sure. once your cabinet arrives yes. and the pedal arrives that's it well if we all email DHL it might get here <laughs> so everyone out there email DHL uh, .com .au. we'll post the tracking number it's uh, it's <laughs> Ga- yeah. Gavin Gavin David at DHL.com.au or is it Will Luke you know yeah. either, either one either of and say <laughs> and say Jack wants his stuff <laughs> now please so everyone do that now and for those who have the access to the internet um, Facebook page and website yeah uh, it, so uh, what are we we're instagram.com forward slash jh productions oz AUS, um, yeah, yeah. AUS, yes. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, Facebook's just JH Productions and she'll pop up. And then www.jackhudsonproductions.com. Cool. And I'll put website. links in the description below. And Thank I'll you. put a link to the video where we go through Jack's pedal board and stuff below as well, I think. Hopefully, in one way or another. <laughs> and then there'll be the video. I don't know. It'll, it'll happen. Technology will make it all work. Science will work. Science yeah. will work. And while we're talking about websites you should visit, Alex, oh, what other ve- websites or oh. Facebook pages or Instagram things could you possibly visit? Like that Al- would be really cool. Owls? No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're on, we're on <coughs> Instagram too at our super fun, awesome, happy time. No pedal show. And also on the Facebook at Super Fun Awesome Happy Time Pedal Show. Yes. Jump on there, click like and subscribe and all that kind of stuff. And YouTube as well, same. So on on all of them, if you type in Super Fun Awesome, one word, no gaps, there'll be a a Super Fun Awesome source (laughs) and there'll be us. We're the non-source. We're not the source, we're the other one. But yeah, so if you just type in Super Fun Awesome, one word, you'll find it. And this podcast, yeah, Stitcher, well, anyway, whatever you're listening, get on. That's where it's on. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. On that note. uh, See you next time. See you next time. Thanks, Jack. Thank you.